watching me. I am live on Instagram. I am live on YouTube. I am live on Facebook in a few different places, in a few different groups. And today I'm going to talk to you about short sales and free for closures because I know all of you are like, yep, Carrie. Here, let's see. I want to, I think I look better like that. <laughs> oh no. It's one of those days. This is what happens when you help uh, a team of new leaders or a team of already leaders launch a new women's council network. And I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. So again, grab the new real estate agent journal. If you have it, if you don't have it, that's okay. You can go to Amazon and invest. We are around page 92. Grab your pen because this is gonna be good. And by the way, I know most of you that watch me, you're a real estate agent, but I also have clients. So if you are a buyer, a seller, an investor, yeah. If you're someone thinking about building wealth, if you're, if you're a real estate agent thinking about building wealth, this is the conversation we need to have. I always have agents that are like, hey, Carrie, can you talk to me about short sales and pre-foreclosures? I even had an agent wanting to build marketing. What's hard is if I build the marketing for you, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to grab water first before the coffee. If I build the marketing for you and then you mail and then you don't know what to say, right? You don't know what to say when someone calls you about a short sale or a pre-foreclosure, you are going to be like, oh, oh, Carrie, right? So good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. All right. Yeah. And if you... if I, I see you. I see you, Samantha. All I'm saying is I'm going to put Samantha on blast on social media, be cut on Facebook and the other platforms, because I'm all I have to say is you should have been in that room if you were in Illinois. You should have been, or at least in the South suburbs, because that's who we really, really, really wanted to reach. All right. So here we go. The goal today is working with short sales and pre-foreclosures, but I have to give some of you some information. I have to give some of you some information. Hey, Donna, I got to meet Donna in person. I got to meet a few of you in person for the first time. Yep, coffee's still hot, coffee's still hot. So here we go. Yes, so let me let me tell you, today I was coming in hot. Today, hold on, I'm gonna pick some things. Come on. So today I was truly coming in hot. And, and you if you guys know me, I have to get up, work out, get dressed, shower, all that. So it is what it is. I have to. Can't just can't just join you live. All right. So working with pre-foreclosures. Now, what some of you uh, so here, let me tell you what I did is I literally went and looked at my history. So you all of you know, if you don't know, I've been in this industry since 2001, or I should say licensed since 2001. And I have here, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine short sales. So I'm looking at my nine short sales that I work with. And let me tell you, in some of these short sales, I am pretty sure, I am pretty sure that um, everybody owed me a paycheck because I didn't know what I was doing. But anyway, so my story with short sales is we didn't have the courses that you have today. So we didn't have the courses that you have today. Now you have all these awesome courses, the short sale foreclosure rep course, and all of you should consider taking it. And when I talk about some of the numbers, I looked up like around the Atlanta area and then I looked at Illinois. I should have gone a little further, but I would have really been late. So I've been doing, I've been working in the shorts. So I've been, let's see, my, from the data I was able to pull, 
I have a short sale as far back as hmm, like 2012. But I'm pretty sure I had one in 2009 or 10 before all of the courses came out. So anyway, so when we talk about short sales and pre-foreclosures, what is a what is a what's the difference between a short sale and a pre-foreclosure? Or could it be both? So a short sale is a property that someone is selling short of what they own. It's a property of, that someone is selling short of what they own. So here's an example. If you have a property and I bought it for $100,000 and then today it's worth $80,000, that would be a short sale. Now, a short sale does not have to be a pre-foreclosure. And in this market there, it is probably rare that someone is selling their property short. It's probably rare that they're selling their property short unless they bought it last year and all of a sudden they lost their job and now they have to sell it short. Now, when we talk about pre-foreclosures, what's a pre-foreclosure? This is a property that's in pre-foreclosure. It hasn't been foreclosed on. Homework, write this down. All of you need to go Google your state to find out what type of state you're in. In Illinois, we keep our properties, um, we own them until they're foreclosed. But then there's also a right of redemption. Now, I also want to tell you I'm not an attorney, but I know what Google is and I know how to look up Fannie and Freddie's guidelines and I read. So all of you need to figure out what type of state you're in. So in Illinois, the person that purchased the property, the mortgage holder, the mortgagor, ah, mm -hmm, the mortgagee is the bank. So when you go to buy a property in Illinois, we own the property. If I, So if I bought a property in 2009, let's go with, let's go with, I bought a property in 2021. And then I decided to stop paying the mortgage in Illinois. I own the property until it forecloses. But then there's also a right of redemption. So again, go Google your state, figure out what the right of redemption is. Because some states like, I think, Arizona, if you stop paying your mortgage, look out. You might have to start packing your stuff because you could be put out pretty quick. So you need to know the difference. Now, when we talk about a short sale and a pre-foreclosure, a short sale and a pre-foreclosure. Um. I'm sorry, I got distracted with, with um, my friend Samantha over here. So you could have a property that is in pre-foreclosure, but it is also a short sale. A lot of times people, when they hear the word short sale, we think it is also a um, pre-foreclosure. Not true. Now, I do have to tell you in my, and I might have to grab the link here on um, for Facebook, but in, in my Linktree bio on Instagram, I gave you the Fannie Mae guidelines. I, you don't have to download it. I just went and found the link and I gave you all the guidelines. Now you can Google Fannie Mae short sale guidelines and you can Google Freddie Mac short sale guidelines. A lot of you want us to tell you what to do. And I'm telling you, this is the, this is the power of going to an event. So Sheena hung out and there were two agents that stayed, stayed after. I'm like, you guys all want to learn and learn from other agents. And Sheena said, Carrie, you always say, you know, I own you if I have to tell you what to do. Right. Oh, I see my I see an awesome typo up here at the top. Oh, well. So um, so if so, if you're someone that wants to learn this, you got to read. You got to go look up the short sale guidelines. It's in my link tree. And as small as it is, you might want to print this puppy out, grab a giant highlighter and highlight so you know the rules. And you need to know the rules, even though you're not an attorney and you're probably going to work with an attorney. Um, so, and I'm going to talk about some of the rules. Now, because of short sales, RMLS had to change decades ago. Like our, we didn't have 
um, rules on short sales because your commission might change if someone had to sell short. Now, I told you how to find the Fannie and Freddie Mae guidelines. So here, let me let me just talk you through this. Let me talk to you about how to work with a short sale. Now, write this down. And I don't have this written down in my notes, so here I am just going to talk to you. Someone calls you today because this is going to look different, and it's going to look different for every seller. Someone calls you today, and this is in no specific order. Someone calls, and they're like, ring, ring, Carrie. I, um, right, Donna Baker, Sheena's new cousin. <laughs> so someone calls you today, and they're like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't been paying my mortgage, and... I need to sell my house. It, you know, it's, it's a short sale. Let's go with it. It's going to be a short sale. And they might not even know what that means. The first thing you need to do is you need to set them up, depending on which state you're in, with an attorney. And you need to find out how motivated they are. And then I'm going to tell you what I would do. What I would do next. Now, again, I've been doing this as long as the attorney's in Illinois. So I could, I could go through the whole process without an attorney. I don't recommend it in Illinois, but I could. So I want to know if you're on board. And so I'm going to, so here, I'm going to write this with you. So you, you have my tips later. So number one is the seller on board. So I'm taking notes with you, seller on board. And that's, that's, that's tip number one. It could, cause they need to be motivated. Cause the next thing they need to do is you're going to tell your sellers old school. And I'm going to, I'm going to pull up, I'm just going to say, grab a notebook. This is a cute notebook. Tell your sellers you need a notebook. And if they're like, well, I don't have one. Okay. Well, when I set up my appointment appointment with you, I'm going to bring you a 70 page spiral notebook. They need a notebook because they're already stressed out that the bank keeps calling them. And we're going to talk about some of the data because some of you are like, well, we don't have pre foreclosures and short sales, but that's okay. Cause we do in Illinois, I've got 1,877 pre foreclosures that haven't hit the market. So, so number two, you need to tell them they need a notebook. They need a notebook. And then and then when they, they oh, I don't have one, you're going to bring one. 70-page notebook. Number three, if they don't have a notebook, I don't care if it's an envelope, a napkin, a piece of paper, a blank sheet of paper, something. They need something to write on. Because the next thing you're going to tell them to do is call, write this down, the loss and, and mitigation department. MIT, mitigation department. Loss and mitigation department right? So that's the third thing they're going to do. And when they call, this is why the notebook comes in handy. And let me just sidetrack for a second. I don't care if you're a real estate agent. I don't care if you're not a real estate agent. If you're a past client, current client of mine, if you're somebody else's client, you're like, Carrie, I just like you. And I just want to learn from you. The reason if you're not paying your bills on time, you need a notebook because some of you will stop taking phone calls because you're stressed out. And you need to take phone calls. But someone that is going through a pre-foreclosure is stressed out. It's overwhelming. The world is ending and they can't focus. So the purpose of the notebook is every time. So they call the loss and mitigation department or the bank calls. They say, okay, um, thank you for calling me. You know, I'm stressed out. They're going to say, okay, and what's your name? They need that person's name. They need the time they talked to this person and what they talked about and what the end result was. Because what's going to happen is, is this will help you if they end up in a court of law. Again, I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on TV, but just trust me. And the attorneys you work with will love you. All right. Um, now, so, so now that they've done this and they've called the loss and mitigation department, when they call the loss and mitigation department, 
Um, so here, let me write that down. Call, call loss and mitigation. They're going to ask for a short sale packet. Now, again, we want to know if they're on board. Now, what I didn't say to you is your clients have options. And this is why you need to go to the link in my Instagram bio and read the guidelines. Your clients have options. They can walk away, have a foreclosure on their credit. Number two, they can um, give the home back to the bank, deed into a foreclosure. And number three, they can list it as a short sale. Now, the bank might give them new options because the other options could be maybe they haven't been paying their mortgage. Now they have a job. They can put the, the, the amount they haven't paid on the back of the mortgage. Now, it doesn't mean that the bank will approve it. Again, you have to do your research. And, and this is why you need to know if your clients are on board. Now, why is this important? Because if they're on board, they'll do the work and they'll pay attention. And, and, and when I say when they ask for that, that short sale packet, right? Short sale packet. And it comes in the mail. When it comes in the mail, you're going to tell your clients. And if you're in Illinois, they are going to work with an attorney because the attorney is going to coach them and motivate them to fill out that short sale packet. All right. So now they, they get this short sale packet and it's going to feel like a lot. It is really going to feel like a lot. Is that breakfast, Mark? So when they get this packet, they're going to have to tell the truth about who they are, you know, where their money goes. They're going to need to show all of that. And this is why they need to talk to an attorney. So they get the packet, tell them they need to fill it out. There's also going to be another form. And this is why it's important for those of you that work in other states and you don't work with attorneys. There is going to be a document that says that the real estate agents and the attorneys have the right to talk to the bank on their behalf. So you need and everybody needs to fill this paperwork out. And I'll tell you that one of the forms is going to feel like they're creating a budget and they're going to be like, oh, this is a lot of work. It'll be the best work they ever create because, and again, this is why you need to go look up the rules. There are some scenarios where the buyer can, um, the buyer will have the, the seller will have the ability to buy so many months after they close. Now I have to say this and I'm telling you my stories. So there was a time when I've had short sales and the attorneys, because I'm not an attorney, would say, oh, you need to stop paying your mortgage. I'm going to go with not true. But there are some rules and this is why you need to know the rules. You can never tell your clients to stop paying their mortgage if you're not an attorney. Like the attorneys, they have client privilege. They have different relationships and they have different because they're they, they're attorneys. They can do things differently than you real estate agents. So I can never tell my clients they can't have to stop paying their mortgages. And, and the rules get updated all the time. But if, as a, I'm pretty sure as of today, if someone has a, a mortgage that's an FHA mortgage, they have to be behind in their mortgage. So I just shared with you, and by the way, highlight the rules so you can share that with the um, seller. Now, if it's a conventional loan and they're short, they don't have to be behind to sell. They don't have to be behind. And I've had attorneys say, oh, I won't help you if you're not behind. And I had a client say, hey, Carrie, so respectfully, I call my friend, my attorney friends, right? Even if you're not my attorney friend. Because I've read the rules and I'm like, okay, hey, attorney friend, I just, I'm just saying you told my client, whoever my client is, that they have to start paying their mortgage. Can you tell me why? Well, they have to. Well, where's that rule? And then when the attorney's like, well, that's all pre-foreclosures or short sales. I'm like, well, well, per the Fannie and Freddie guidelines, the seller 
does not have to be behind in their mortgage to sell short. Hmm. So sometimes you have to coach, you have to talk to your attorneys. Now, again, respectfully talk to your attorneys. So now your clients are on board and every market is different. I am telling you, I like to do all of this work because here's what you need to know. Properties have to be on the market for a seller to give their home back to the bank deed in lieu of foreclosure. So now here, write this down because I'm talking about your paycheck, although I can't talk to you about your paycheck for antitrust purposes, but here we go. Antitrust purposes, you are going to go back to your managing brokers and your designated managing brokers to talk about what the compensation might look like. If you have a seller that says, look, I know I need to put my home on the market because I need to sell, but I, if the house doesn't sell in so many days, I'm giving it back to the bank. So what does that look like? Because you've done work and you want to get paid. You want to get paid. So write down, talk to your broker on fees. And here's another thing you need to talk about. Now I'm going to give you a scenario. Here we go. This is, this is not um, set in stone. This is not a golden rule. This is a, you need to do your research. All right. So uh, I, I'm saying I've had two short sales. I'm trying to fix something because I cannot even see. Um, okay. So this is what you need to do. If let's say you have a short sale and it's 40,000, cause I've had two that sold under 40,000, but I didn't know what I didn't know. So I'm going with the split. I'm going with the commission split. I didn't know. So what I did is I went, what I've learned from that process is I talked to my managing broker. I'm like, next time I list, I don't think I want to do a commission or percent. I want to do a flat fee. I want to work with a flat fee. So talk to your managing brokers and find out, um, find out if you can list with a flat fee as opposed to a percent. Because at the end of the day, I was like, man, I was working for free. But I got the experience. Ooh. So no one wants that. All right. So, so make sure you look that up. So now you, you put the house on the market and here's the other things you need to know. House goes on the market. You don't get an offer. Every 10 days, drop the price. Every 10 days, you're going to drop the price, but this is why you still need to take the short sale foreclosure rep class or representative class, because then it'll kind of coach you on what you need to do. And here's the other thing you need to do is every time you drop the price, you need to do another market analysis and you need a folder, a file to keep all of this information. You need all of it because then when you get an offer and the bank comes back because it, the bank, even the bank is not a party to the transaction. It is the seller and the buyer, but the bank up here has to approve it because they are coming. They're not going to make what they wanted to make. Now, here's a tip for those of you that want to get into this market. Go target the luxury market because people want to work with people they don't necessarily know because you don't know all their friends and family. You don't know everyone. You're not you're not the kid. Oh, you're not the realtor from down the street. You don't know their business, so it could work out for you. And the cool thing about listing a property that is a higher in price is the bank's still going to get a check. That's the cool thing about listing properties that are higher end. All right, now if you are a an investor. Um, and you're listening and you're listening to this. This is for all of my realtor friends and my investor friends. There's always a deal, but I need some of you to start putting your money up, right? 
the kids now say I'm stacking, I'm stacking bundles or what, whatever it is, whatever the bundle is, put your money away. Gas prices are up, right? There are going to be some people that are like, Ooh, pay for gas, pay my mortgage, like put your money up. So when properties do go into pre foreclosure or they end up in foreclosure, you will have the ability to buy. That, I'm telling you, capitalism, some of you got, you know, if, if I could just show you my market right now, this was us in 2008. And then we like tanked. And then we went back up and we are now above 2008 prices. If you are a seller watching today, I'm just saying you should list your house. Get it on the market. If you are a seller and you're like, Carrie, but there's nothing for sale. Ask me, ask somebody, we need to go find a house for you. you. We really need to go find your house or you need to figure out how to rent because you're going to make more money today than ever in history. But remember, what goes up comes down, what goes up comes down, what goes up comes down, and it will be different. But there's always something that impacts real estate. And right now, it's your food, right? Eggs and bacon. And we don't have any bacon in the house. We have eggs because we're buying eggs. Gas, I was just talking to my twin and we're like, we're trying to figure out how, how do we go buy a, a, a car you plug in because everything impacts the real estate market. All right. So I gave you all of my tips. And so now you drop the price and then now the, the mortgage company, you know, works with you and the attorney. And by the way, when you talk to the attorney, when you talk to the, um, the mortgage company, you need to write this down and you need to update everyone. And, and by the way, when you work with, and I don't even know what step, I'm somewhere around six or seven, if anybody's taking notes. When you talk to um, the attorney, you need to update the buyer and the buyer's agent. So I ask, so let's say D is the buyer's agent. I want, I get permission from D to update everyone. Now, when I do update the buyer's agent and the buyer, it's going to be basic. Hey, I just want to let you know where we are in the process. We got an approval. Um, the attorney will send over all of the information and let us know if you're ready to move forward with the inspection, whatever the process is, right? Then you are now, you're moving forward with the transaction. When I talk to D, when you go under, when we go under contract, I want to make sure without a shadow of a doubt that the buyer is on board because depending on the scenario, buyers walk away. I had a property that was listed around 40,000 and we had four people come in cash and they kept walking away because they found something else. And I was like, look, you cannot walk away because you are hijacking the seller. You cannot walk away. So you need to talk to your buyers. If they want to buy a pre-foreclosure or a short, or let's go with a short sale, pre-foreclosure and a short sale, it could take the bank three months, six months. There was a time it took me two and a half years. That was my longest pre-foreclosure short sale. Like I said, everybody owed me money. Uh, yeah, it was like, everybody came up. I didn't come up. Even the seller walked away with cash for keys. So yeah, buyers need to understand that a short sale can take some time, right? You have to be patient. So now everyone's on board um, and, and please make sure you document everything, keep everything, 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 everything. Um, and then when you do, when you update the seller, it could be a little bit different and tell your sellers they need, again, that notebook is key. That notebook is key. Um, the bank will only allow two approvals. Now, D, I don't know if that's true. Like, so you got to tell me more about what you mean by the bank will only allow two approvals because in my scenario, the bank allowed like five. So I'm going to say with, as a real estate agent, it's, you have, you don't know if you don't ask and you don't know if you don't push. 
and I've had, I have literally had short sales where I was able to, I had a, um, the, the rep go off on me and all red and all caps. And I was like, I'm just nice, but it was the best deal ever for my seller. They had bought for 250 and sold for $37,000. Listen, if a bank tells you they will only allow, be nice. They, if you, even if they're mean. And, and here's what you don't know. Now, the market is a little bit different today, but there was a time when I had to go to Twitter on deal. Now, I had two short sales that I had listed and the seller eventually gave them back to the bank. But I had two short sales that were uh, Bank of America. And I literally went to Twitter and I said, can you please tell me when you're going to let me know when the left hand knows what the right hand is doing? Oh, here's what you don't know. Now, again, the process changes because there aren't as many pre-foreclosures and short sales today. Yeah, be nice, right? What's the movie, Roadhouse? Just be nice. So the Twitter is, is gold for me. I had everybody calls me back if I tweet because they're like, whoo, she's on Twitter. So the bank called me and the bank was like, we apologize. We're working with a third party. And I was like, oh, so then, so there was a third party with that had, when I eventually talked to the rep, they had 300 transactions and their turnover rate was huge. This person was unloading, telling me everything. So they had over 300 transactions and, and they couldn't process fast enough. So now I, and then the other thing I learned was, oh, there's a short sale department and a pre-foreclosure department and the collection department. There were three people doing three different things. And, oh, and don't ask them to, to try to um, put you, what you're paying on the back of the mortgage. Like there were four people involved in the, tra in the transaction and nobody knew what was happening. This is why you need a CRM and this is why you need a team and everybody needs to see what's happening. Because let me tell you, nobody knew what was happening. Nobody. So, and, and let me go back to, this is why your sellers need a notebook and your sellers need a notebook because when they get, and by the way, they need a notebook and a grocery bag. I call it the jewel bag. Cause in Illinois we have the grocery stores called jewel. So whatever your grocery store is and you get those plastic bags, everybody needs a grocery store bag, a Ziploc bag. You need something a regular file folder because every time the bank sends mail, open the mail, Open it up. And there, are there any dates? If you have an attorney, call the attorney. I have a, a foreclosure date. Okay. I'm going to need you to go to the courthouse because then you're going to, your client. And again, I'm not an attorney and I don't play one on TV. Your client's going to go to the bank. I mean, go to the courthouse in front of the judge. The attorney might go with them. You're not going. And the, and your client is going to go to, and again, I'm not an attorney. Talk to your attorneys, consult, consult, consult. Your client's going to have their notebook and they're going to have their, their folder. And they're going to have their listing sheet and they're going to tell them my property's on the market. Can I get an extension? They need to be vested because it will buy them time and they won't get put out on the street. And these are things that people do not know. And yes, some of you need to watch the replay. Some of you, some of you need to watch the replay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. So. Let's see, what do I want to share with you? I, I think I think I gave you everything you need. So let me just recap. Um, I went over the difference between a short sale and a pre-foreclosure. Remember, a short sale is when a homeowner is selling short of what they owe, but they might still be current on their mortgage. A pre-foreclosure is when the homeowner stops paying their mortgage, but they might not be upside down. They might not be underwater. But a short sale and a pre-foreclosure is they're underwater, meaning they owe um, more than what the house is worth, 
and they stop paying their mortgage. So it's short and it's a pre-foreclosure. Um, you need to make sure you look up the Fannie and Freddie Mae guidelines. Go to the link in my bio on Instagram and I put the guidelines there. You can go Google Fannie, Freddie Mac guidelines. They're about the same. Um, make sure you're, uh, again, your clients are on board. So I hear it is. Number one, seller's on board when you call. Number two, they need a notebook. Number three, they need to call the loss and mitigation department. Number four, they need to ask for the short sale packet. Number five, talk to your broker. Oh, oh and I should say 4A is when they ask for the short sale packet and they get it in the mail, they're going to fill it out. And then they're going to scan it and, and send it back. First, they need to make a copy. And they're going to scan it and send it back. And they're going to make sure that you and the attorney have permission to talk to the, uh, the mortgage company. And there's some things you're going to have to write down, like you're going to need their mortgage number, you're going to need the 800 number, and you're probably going to need the last four of their social because you're calling on their behalf. Number five, talk to your brokerage about your fees. Like, can you do flat fee? Does it have to be a percent? And then uh, let's see, number six, your clients, you, every time you work with the buyer, once you get a contract, no, I'm sorry, number six is every 10 days drop the price and do a new CMA and keep track of everything you've done because if you don't have an offer, you need to track that you've been trying to get an offer because the bank might come in and say, oh no, we want this. And you're like, no, we don't get this because this is why. So you need to track everything you do. Um, make sure you communicate with the buyer's agent, get permission from the buyer's agent to talk to the buyer. And then you're going to update everyone every week. I like to call it follow-up Friday. Today is my follow-up Friday. Follow-up Friday, follow up with all of your clients. Follow-up Friday. And it's a good day to get a price drop. Yeah. Mail overnight is key. Yep. D said your number 7A or B or whatever is make copies and overnight it. And the benefit of overnighting or something with a signature is you have proof that they got it. And that notebook is huge. Everything you do, write it down. And I just gave all of you as real estate agents and sellers a tip. Everything you do. It didn't happen if it didn't, if it's not in writing. Go get a grocery bag, go get a Ziploc bag, go get a file folder. Every envelope that comes in the mail, you open it and you open it, open it, open it, open it, open it, open it, open it. Let's see. Servicer will swear up and down they get, didn't get it right. And, and, and you got to know that most of these phone calls, when you call a customer service rep, they are literally tracking and recording. But sometimes they're like, oh, no, I didn't say it like that. That's not what I meant. Look. Write it down, write it down. Evernote, write whatever you got to do, whatever you have to do. All right. So, so let me kind of say this to all of you. We, and I said, you know, what goes up comes down. Again, I really don't think we will be like 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13. I, I really don't think we'll get there, but there is always a deal. So when I looked in, and I looked in Remind, and I'm really looking forward to Realist coming back. And I'm just going to say it's coming back because I just talked to an agent that said they called the help desk and they said it was coming back. So clearly we're talking about it in my market. So in Illinois, and I pulled like up to the Wisconsin border, down to a little past I-80 over to Indiana, and maybe I was pushed into some of Iowa. We do have 1,877 pre-foreclosures in Northern Illinois that aren't on the market. They're not. But we have some hidden inventory 2,700, 2,703 bank-owned homes that haven't hit the market. So if you are a seller thinking about selling, do you want to compete with a pre-foreclosure and a bank-owned? 
If not, put your house on the market. And again, it's just nothing like, it's nothing like when we hit the bottom, like 2012, 2013. If you can't sell or you're not in a position to sell, just watch the market. When you get to that point where you can sell, uh, just know you could be competing with that. Now, I did pull the like downtown Atlanta and then I pulled out. And so like way outside of Atlanta, there were 1,080 bank-owned homes that were not on the market, I think. Because remember, I'm not an agent in Atlanta, so they could be, some of them could be on the market. And there were only 79 pre-foreclosures. So for those of you that are really, really, and I'm just, you know, I'm typing as I'm on, I'm on my computer, that are like, you know, Carrie, I really, I'm trying to, you know, I want a niche. Um, I'm not getting any deals. Some of you, you, you could start uh, targeting the pre-foreclosures and short sales because it could be an opportunity for you to practice. Because here's what you know. If you were to go after a pre-foreclosure, the benefit is, is you're going to, oh, and I didn't say all, well, I did say you need to create a market analysis, but typically that someone that's in pre-foreclosure, they just need you to give them the meat of it. That's really what they need to do. So here, I'm going to go over to um, Dallas. Uh, why, why does it do this? Like, let's go, let's see, Texas. Let's see if it'll let me pull. Give me, let me see, Allen, Texas. I don't know why it does this, I swear. There we go. I'm, I'm in Texas. I am in Texas. Here, let me clear that. At least I think I'm in Texas. All right, here I am. Oh, and you can pull by the school boundaries and remind. So I'm just wait till I get a realist. So I am now in Texas and I'm not going to put in pre-foreclosures. So for those of you that, I mean, I'm not going to put in the status because this is really not my market, but I'm going to put in list pendants and I'm somewhere near San Antonio and there's only like seven. Here, I'll zoom out a little bit. Let's see how far I can go out. There's like 34 pre-foreclosures. So the market is still hot. But if I change this to um, foreclosures, there's 194, you know, San Antonio. I've hit like 104 near Austin, 30 near San Antonio. And if I keep going out, like, and I'm still in Texas, like near in Houston. Oh, I'm coming to Houston. Let's go to Houston. Um, bank owned around 166. And then if I choose list pendants, which, and again, this is not my market, there's like three. So list pendants is typically pre-foreclosure, but again, I don't know the rules for other states, but oh, 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 because I want to buy a house in Florida, let's go look. I am using, um, for those of you that want to know the program I'm in, I am in a tool called Remind, but eventually I'll, you can also check pre-foreclosures and RPR if you're, you are a Realtor member. Realtors Property Resource, just Google that. So I am in Florida, List Pendants, Kissimmee, there's 10. Ugh. Let's go to the, let me just pull all of this, all distressed deals, 22. Yeah, that sucks. But let's just, let me just pull like a lot of this. Let me, let me zoom out in Florida. So Somewhere near Hunter's Creek, there's like, so in my map view in Florida, and I am up as far as uh, Oakland, I'm down, here, let me move out because I don't even know half this stuff. So I am in, so near Orlando, 444 distressed, 448 distressed, near um, Satellite Beach, 
there are 122 distressed. Near Haines City, Davenport, 111. Let me just look at the pre-foreclosures to see. Let's see if I get notice of the fault. Oh, so near Orlando, let, let me turn off this notice of the fault because I don't know what I'm getting. So pre-foreclosures, near Orlando, I have 320 pre-foreclosures. Show me Mary, where the money is, right? Let's see, I found 90 in a, in a portion of the Chicago market. I notice a lot more have uh, gone into pre-foreclosures since January. Yes, here's why. Because the um, the moratoriums have been lifted in a, a lot of our areas, so we're starting to see more pre foreclosures. And and anyone that was in pre foreclosure pre pandemic, like 2020, like March of 2020, a lot of these properties they were you know you couldn't foreclose. So there are people that have been living in their houses for a few years and just didn't pay their mortgage. So here come the banks, give me my house back. And they don't really want that inventory, but they're coming. So again. There's absolutely no reason why you can't do this business. You just, it's called work. It's called work. It's called work. So let me say this to all of you. For those of you that kind of hung out with me, I am teaching a cloud CMA class on, I go, let me go see if I added it, a cloud CMA class on Monday, the 14th. Let me go look, see if I put it in my link tree. And so if you want to join me, complimentary, class cloud cma and it's lead generation so lead generation so don't see it here i don't see it here um so i'm gonna go add that class my zoom class and then on thursday so the next four thursdays i'm teaching your first six weeks in real estate i already taught the first two if you are in the agent journey the replay is in your the agent journey membership and it's on facebook so you can see the first two replays if you're not i'm gonna have it available um where you can buy the entire program but you can catch it for free if you join so if you want to join me for cloud cma i am adding this matter of fact here i'll do this for those of you that are currently watching on facebook or everywhere else i'm going to add the link so i'll do a few things here we go i'm going to add the link to Linktree. And if you are on Facebook and you want to join me for Facebook, Facebook, I didn't stream to LinkedIn, I don't think. Facebook or um, let's see, I got to change that. Facebook, YouTube, here's the link. I'm going to post it. It's going to be cloud on 314 because I'm sure nobody has that bitly link. So if you are on re, uh, Restream, or I'm sorry, you don't know I'm on Restream here. I'm going to type this. So this is Cloud CMA on March 14th. And here's the link. So you can join me. So I just shared this to... There it is, Cloud CMA on March 14th. And if you are on Instagram, I'm adding the link to my link tree. March 14th, and this is at noon, Central, Central Time, Lead Generation, Cloud CMA Leads. And, and here's the benefit is if you're targeting pre-foreclosures, if you're char um, targeting listings, I will show you how to generate those leads. So it's in two places right now. So you can go, go join me, go join me on the 14th.
And if you are in Illinois, I am teaching, um, let me go find that. I am teaching ePro. So if you want to join me in ePro, uh, you can just go to my link tree. It's on March 21st and 22nd. I am teaching the uh, certification ePro. I think it's a certification designation. You get a certificate once you're done. And if you're in Illinois, I believe you get continuing ed, I believe. So sign up, join me in person. It is in Joliet, in Joliet. Just registered, yeah, join me, join me, join me. And if you're an agent in my office, the links are in workplace. The links for everything are in workplace. But let me say, like, I always want people to take classes. So you really have to decide if it makes sense for you to take courses. Because I don't want you to be the, to be the smartest, brokest agent. Because you can keep coming. Now, first of all, free, free, free. Go go with all the free classes. If you're not in the Agent Journey membership or you're not a Caremark agent, if you're a Caremark agent, you don't need the Agent Journey because you get all of it in uh, Workplace. But if you are someone that's like, I'm not getting the training, definitely join the Agent Journey. If you're someone, and you know, I of course, I want everyone to invest because you support me. But I understand what it's like to not have the funds to do the business. So if you're like, here, I just can't do ePro yet, you, you just wait. It'll come back around. I need you to close deals. We need you to close deals. If you've been coming around and you have the money, I need you to join the agent journey. I do. Come on. Support me. Support the business. And yeah. So for those of you that are watching on social media, Facebook, and YouTube, thanks for joining. And I'm going to hop off, but I'm going to do Q&A on Instagram. So if you're not on Instagram, come hop over to Instagram. And if you're not on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Thanks for watching.